And I think that was just a nice flex for Scott, mostly because we know Scott to be a very toxic man. If there's one thing he's going to do, he's going to cheat on Gene. And he is going to put everything else before her. Okay? He's going to put mutants, the team, all of that. Like, that's what he does. And I feel like their relationship is in a very good place right now, what has been presented in the book. They're a unit again. Like, they're doing good things. They're working together well. And, like, for him to finally come back and be like, you know what? My girl is the phoenix. I don't want, like, you can't do anything to me. Like, even if you know who I am, Scott Summers, like, I still got this one behind me. And I thought that was... Yeah, I think Scott's great. He may not be my personal favorite mutant, but I've always said this. I want to see if I can find a version that takes out Longshot and replaces him with Gage. Oh, I mean, he was definitely like a member of the team yeah, too. He was there. They hate. There's like a whole issue where Rogue takes him something as a gift because he's a part of the team. I kind of Rogue like is real. She's fine. She's a real friend. She's cool. <laughs> I see you keeping the shade to a minimum. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hi. This is another episode of re- uh, another relaunch. We are your host. I am Esposita Extraordinaire Potira. Oh, okay. I like that. I am going to be Mr. Andrew Pulaski, aka Apollo. Oh, I was about to say, who's Andrew Pulaski? <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Everyone just calls him a follow. Like, never call him that. But yes, oh, that's a good one. He had a good week. Midnighter calls him Andrew when he mad. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've he seen did. that. <laughs> but you know, but a lot of my favorite Midnighter stories are ones where Apollo isn't there. <laughs> that's fine. That's mm-hmm. interesting because my favorite Apollo ones are usually when he not next to Midnighter. Yeah. But like, I love them as a couple. I love they're them really as good a together. And like the love they have for each other is like really cool. But it's like when they kind of go out and do their own things, it's like, yes, do that. Yes. And they're not going nowhere. They're gonna be they're gonna be together. Because mm-hmm, Apollo's gonna always come back. Yeah, that's his mayor. Ain't going nowhere. How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I got the new beats, um, the okay. Kim Kardashian tone ones, but so I actually got the, the tone that is light, but like a tone lighter, shade lighter than my actual skin. And so my friends were like, "Kina, the whole point is this is that it matches your skin tone." And I was like, "Well, I'll get some skin bleach or something, and we'll make it work." Because the lighter pairs are like cute, <laughs> and those are the ones I want in my ears. Okay, maybe you're starting something. Maybe it don't have to match. It's got to be like a little, a little off. I've gotten so many compliments. People are like, oh, your earbuds are so cute. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like them? I love them. Oh, it's over for my AirPods completely. Mm. I need to get some new ones. Over. I, so I was thinking that because so mine has been giving me this weird issue. Like whenever I get on a FaceTime call or something like that, people can never hear me. They're like, mm. what's going on? Like, or I, they say you sound very far away. So, but then as soon as I take my headphones out, boom. 
clear as day. So I was like, Apple's been sucking down anyway. They don't need me. They're getting some more of my money. I need a new phone. <laughs> Just wait until you can get a I've already done that. I've, this is, I'm still using an iPhone X. Oh. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because every time I'm like, oh, they didn't really change too much. Like, I'll just wait for the next one. I mean, but an X has X-Men happened X-Men. now for the last like four years. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, I, I usually wait two phones mm-hmm. to get to the new same. So I think, Typically, I do. I was supposed to have gotten the 12, but I, I didn't really care about the changes. Like, hasn't it been a 13? Yeah. I think it's a 13 <laughs> now. I'm just going to get the 14. I think the 14 comes out in like two weeks. Probably. That's probably why my phone acting funny now. You know what happens. It's time. It's over for you. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back in LA. Um, you know, spent some time in Chicago. Got to see my family and friends, which was great. Um, but yeah, I'm back out here. Sunny LA is hot as hell. It's been like a heat wave out here. It's been cooling down in the District of Columbia, which has been really nice because you know it's like a swamp land here. I think it's supposed to get like kind of muggy out again today, so I've like avoided outside. But there's also a jazz festival happening. Oh, fine. Yeah, but the people are like they're outside sweating, so I was like, I'll. Catch it on the oh. street or something. <laughs> you know, they yeah. put everything around you. You can just enjoy from the you comfort do. of your own bed, baby. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Order some wings and watch it on stream, man. That's how oh I look at God. it. I got some wings the other day. Yes. Because y'all know I, I was Because you know I hate cooking. And so I like got mm-hmm. some wings and I started watching X Men Evolution again. I've been like rewatching that entire series and that is quality. It's also made me realize that we do not need X Men 97. But we can get like the never did or something like that. <laughs> that never did. But <laughs> I don't know. I was like, that's the show that we need to keep alive because it was clear. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse Park, especially. I just got to that. I actually just got to the episode where Rose's powers kind of went crazy and she started like beating up the whole team and she was doing all of that. And I was like, she was kind of the star of the show. She was. I always say that that was such a great representation for Rogue outside of like. The whole emo thing. I don't really like that part because she's supposed to be more of like a Southern Belle. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, like, it was the early 2000s. We were all emo back then. Um, they made all the girls goth. Wanda had her little goth uh, moment when she came on the scene too. Yeah. And her like bowl cut. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everybody kind of was goth back then. But Rogue was able to like show herself and like what she could do without just relying on um like the Ms. Marvel powers that they had before her back then. She was like using her abilities, which I thought was really cool. Um, I thought that was still the best representation of Jean. You know, she was Jean. That was Jean. She was a good Jean. Yeah. The episode where she had to go and rescue Cyclops from Mystique, that was beautiful. I was like, this is actually like, and honestly, again, watching these episodes, and this actually ties into the comics this week with X-Men 14, it's making me really been thinking a lot about Scott and Jean as a couple, and I was like, they're kind of cute together. You know, and I'm, a, and I'm a skimmer person. I like Scott and Emma, but like, the more I think about it, I was like, I kind of get what you say when you were like, Scott is meant to be with Jean. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah, they're not going there. <laughs> I see it. They not going nowhere. They gotta. That's just who they supposed to be with. But it lean into it. I also now want Emma with Steve Rogers or Tony Stark. 
Oh, that's interesting. Well, you Why know, they, they capitalism for something. Well, for Tony and Emma, yes, I think they'd be like a fun little capitalist couple doing their little uh, schemes and projects and all that stuff and having a good time. But they'd always be honest with each other because Tony's ego and Emma is Emma. I think Steve is someone who is very similar to Scott in a way that it grounds Emma. He's just a very nice guy. I think the last two galas, he's also made a bit of an impression on her. I was just rereading the Hellfire Gala issue the other day. And I was like, their moment was really cute and how he helped her kind of come to terms with how to mend her relationship with Starfire. And he does mm-hmm. it in a way that he's very confident and secure in who he was. I feel like Scott, during their time together, obviously it was a very hard time for mutants. We went through IVX and all of those things. She came on the scene as a very tumultuous time. The way they got together, it was just a lot of scrutiny. With Steve, you don't get any of that. It's just like, here's this Boy Scout staple that she kind of loves, who does what she needs to do and gives her love and support and lets her do what she needs to do. And you don't got none of the baggage of having his wife walking in on you. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was funny but like do you think steve would forgive her nastiness because that ain't going away and she's a nasty nasty lady yes but i also think emma is the type of character where when things like that happen she tries to turn it around she would be nice mm. for steve mm. I don't really care about Emma, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, mean, I can't. I can't comment on that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say I care about Emma, but I was just reading the Hellfire Gala issue again, and I was like, oh, this is cute. Especially again when you think about like all the stuff that's been going on with Jean and Scott, and like their relationship, and that being really showcased, and Emma kind of moving to the side. I think a lot of people are really used to Emma Frost and Cyclops for whatever reason, or like Emma Frost and Namor, and I think with Bob Namor, like, that doesn't really ever feel like it's going to be something long-term. But it's hot, but it's like... I'm team Emma and Namor. But it's like, okay, this is fun. Like, you're the flame who we can call, but, like, we're not getting married. I think think they could make it. Honestly, I think that they Mm -hmm. are, like, they would be the batteries in each other's backs on being, like, conquering everything. Namor is too much about being like above, and Emma likes to be in charge. You need a man who's like not going to mind sitting back. He would do that for Emma. I don't think he would. He'd be obsessed with blondes. Yeah, that's his thing, so I've heard. But <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really see Emma Namor. I see Emma Namor, and Emma Namor to me reminds me a lot of like Betsy and Neil. It's hot. It's fun, but it's like. Okay, that's all there is at the end of the day. Like, you're not going to do nothing serious. I think Emma needs something, a, a different type of balance. Or from what I've seen from her character, personally, that's what I feel like. And I feel like Steve does that. I feel like Tony does it also in a different kind of way. They get married in one potential future. So it's like, hey. And now Dugan's writing um, the Iron Man book. And you know he loves some Emma. So. It could happen. I mean, it could happen. I I don't know. I feel like Emma... Emma probably does need someone that would, like, you know, match her, I guess, in a way. But uh, I don't know. I th- I just hope she would move on from Cyclops because, like, and that's it's just again, never going to happen. People are kind of just used to, like, Emma being with Cyclops. Like, when you think about Emma, who have been any of her, like, real major relationships outside of Cyclops? And Namor. If that's even like I think those two were. I think those two were the biggest. Yeah. And it's like, 
And I think when a lot of times fans get familiar with something or they remember like, oh, I like your stories at this time. So it's like, yeah, well, I wouldn't have reversed that. It was a big thing with like Betsy and Angel. People like Betsy and Angel. I think like, whatever, he's kind of boring and he drags her down. But like they say, oh, you know, I think about my favorite stories from those days. They were together, their relationship in school. And it was like, I don't know. He was always kind of complaining and crying about that. It didn't really seem that good to me. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's just like, but she had a couple, you keep moving from that. I think with Emma, it's like, okay, she had these good stories. She's moved on from that. Who do you make new for her? Give her something new to do. Yeah. And I feel like Emma hasn't had something new to do in a very long time. Yeah. She definitely needs something a little fresher than fighting with Jean and being the girlfriend to Scott. And is that even really like a fight with Jean? Because she loses every time. Right. I mean, second best to Jean is what I should say. Like, yeah, that's, that's got to be tired. Move on and do something else. There are other things. There's other men on the island, I'm sure. Don't people like her with Banshee? You asking the wrong person. Oh, wait, weren't they, uh, weren't they headmasters <laughs> together, right, or something? For Generation X? I do not like that team. That's and not I my vibe. I got the Sync fans the other day because I was like, oh, I don't like Sync. And they were like, what? And I was like, I don't like any of Generation X except for like Monet and Mondo. Mondo more so just because he has cool powers. And Monet because she's fine. Yeah, Monet's fine. You hate Monet, so I know you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not as that's interested true. in Monet outside of being catty. Like, I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you like, hate Monet. <laughs> she does not move me. <laughs> I think she's interesting. I like her more than Emma. Well, that's not yeah, Emma, I definitely don't like her. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, what did you, that's because, like, you're still Team Jean. <laughs> you're very much still Team Jean. Mm, Emma just doesn't move me. I'm mm. sorry, y'all. I wish someone who is out there is a Emma Frost stan, tell me what you like about her that I could see, too. Because for me, it's just... She's just sassy comments and some cute outfits, but like the stories don't move me. Mm, I think she just, she'd be there with her money and her heels, and that's about it. I like her diamond form. And people try to say she's always doing it for the kids, but she always fails at that and is not nice I mean, to the kids. I will agree with that. She's always getting some kids killed, but uh, I saw. A tweet one day, it was like when Emma Frost leads, children bleed. And when I tell you <laughs> that stuff with me, <laughs> I don't oh, think that's I've funny. ever been able to not think about that when I think about Emma. <laughs> I'm just like, as soon as she pops up on a page, like that's all I hear in my head. It's like, wow, get this well, lady out of here. <laughs> they're not wrong. They're not wrong at all. I mean, but now they I can think come she's back. in a nice role for herself, right? A council spot is where I would picture Emma. She's not on nobody's field or like. I, I like Emma on the field. Anything. I won't lie. To do I what? Emma on the field is she, Emma gets in there. She'll go into diamond form. She'll throw a few punches if she needs to. The last time she, she did that, she got her arm broke off. <laughs> We're not talking about <laughs> every time it happens. We're just talking about in general. Like she does it. Like things happen in battle. People die. Play and walk talkie. What she does that she's also gets kind of active with her telepathy. 
Did you ever read the Astonishing miniseries written by Warren Ellis? Which costume was she in? Was she in... Um, she had... Was that so the black one? Like, yes, she had on like that hoochie white costume with her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember this costume. <laughs> with the hoop earring. That with the hoop, yeah. Yes, yes. That was her black china yes. moment. Um, she was cool in that miniseries, too. I thought she was doing some interesting things where she was like taking control of the guys. It was good for like putting a thought in somebody's head and kind of making them go away or like vomit on themselves or do whatever. I think she's effective in that way. Mm, a telepathic suggestion. You yeah. Know, a nudge. I like my telepaths a little bit more. A little more aggressive. <laughs> you know. I don't. A little I bit more that... active out there too with their telepathy. Illusions and yeah, doing more I stuff. Like taking. I like them when they take control of someone too and like make them go off and go do something else and do that kind of stuff. That's cool. And I do like a walkie-talkie. I don't know. I, I, I do like a walkie-talkie. I actually agree with you there. I like a walkie-talkie who is able to do other things while they play walkie-talkie. Exactly. Like, don't just stand on the side and be the walkie-talkie. Like, you can still be, like, in the mix. Like Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Emma gets in <laughs> That's when she goes. Like well, Emma. When Emma gets in there, she can't be the walkie-talkie anymore because she goes in the diamond for Exactly. So I don't know why you have been making <laughs> you can't do both of the for fifteen minutes, but like I don't, <laughs> stop, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Anyway, moving on. Um, there are no updates this week. Um, there's been kind of a slow week, probably because uh, next week is D23. There's gonna be a lot of things coming out of that, as we saw on the list of movies coming out. There was a significant chunk of the missing. So we'll see what's coming. I personally feel like there's one of those might be Wonder Man. Okay. Since that was already announced, I do think they'll probably just officially announced maybe like two other shows that have been kind of like, actually before. But who who do you have like is your dream casting for Wonder Man? Oh Yaha. Mm. Oh, you have something else. I like it. Someone said Henry. Black Man is done. <laughs> <laughs> It is that whole that whole it's, that whole thing yeah. is done. We can move on. Let's but get no, you a someone check. said um, Henry Golding to me uh, oh, yeah. a few He's weeks been, back uh, on like the short list for that too. He'd be cool. Yeah, I was like, I actually really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been trying to play action star, but someone also said Bond for him. I can't remember who, and I like that too. Wouldn't be bad. Um, what was the guy's name who played? In True Blood. Uh, uh, guard? No. He played a werewolf. Joe Manganiello. Oh, the guy He's who another played... Uh, a lot of people like him for a lot of things. I don't know. I don't see it. He wouldn't be for the man. He just... But he just be... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think people have rumored about um, Henry Cavill being Wonder Man, but I think that mm-hmm. would just be, I think that would just be Marvel being nasty because <laughs> they would definitely have him yeah. play a, a movie of him being like a Superman thing or something. So yeah. I don't I really see that. The Brian Braddock fans love him. That is they who do. they want. 
But it's like also interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people really want him in these type of roles. Like, have you seen him do anything other than Superman? Why are you just making him another variation of the same character? True. Well, they've probably seen him in Downton Abbey, and uh, he was I'm... also in. Um, <laughs> what was the movie where he where he cocked his hands when he was ready to punch somebody? Mission Impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was in Mission Impossible. I liked him in that. I also liked him in The Man from Uncle with. Alicia Vikander and that ooh that man who shouldn't be spoken of. So, right. but Henry was good. See, he's doing things. I mean, I've seen him. I'm a fan of him. I the Witcher, but I, but I don't see him as Wonder Man or Brian. I just think it's interesting how people like tend to put him in the character same archetype of like strong, flying, brick Superman. It's like you know what's funny because the people have been really guessing. They've been really hype about him appearing in the MCU. There have been rumors that he spoke with some people, and allegedly, because of the multiverse stuff, people think that he's going to be um, Hyperion, and that the the rumor the rumor is that uh, Kang, you know, of course he can't just be out there fighting by himself. He will also have his own guard, and yeah. the rumor is that Kang will have the Squadron Supreme as his. Oh. People with the and the Avengers would be fighting, you know, knockoff Justice League members. So, like... Oh, that would be fun, actually. I yeah. would enjoy that. And, of I'm course, not... they were wondering if Henry Cavill would be... Henry Cavill would be Hyperion. <laughs> that would be nasty. <laughs> 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 it that would be... It would be. But I would be here for it. I would support it. I'm not going to lie. Because at this point, DC deserves all of the bad things that they get. See, that is true. They... It Although, should be easy. <laughs> it really should be. It shouldn't be it this should hard. Be easy. It should have been like, oh, a Superman movie, a billion dollars. Batman movie, a billion dollars. Wonder Woman movie, a billion dollars. Justice League movie, a billion dollars. Like, none of it should have been this hard. And here we are. Aquaman is your best-selling movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is truly wild. Isn't Meanwhile, it? your competition is giving a She-Hulk Throwing ass with Megan Thee Stallion. And you're going to give us a third Wonder Woman movie with Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? Like, be serious. (laughs) Wow. It looks stupid now. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to wait. You have to wait. You have to wait. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? That's what you want to green light. But good for them, though. Harley Quinn did get a fourth season renewal. And that's yes, a good she did. Thing. Yeah. So shout out to her. They need to give uh, Selena yeah. a spinoff or something. Oh, can... Queen. <laughs> I love those things together. But yes, um, not too many comments this week. We'll be coming back next week with a lot more updates from D23. And I'm sure there'll be some stuff coming out of everyone else trying to compete with that, too. So. More updates next week. (laughs) (laughs) Do you prefer apple juice or orange juice? Apple juice. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. I like apples. I really like apples. It's like one really? of my favorite fruits. Is that like your fruit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it is one of my favorite fruits. I love apples. Okay, that's good to know. Fun fact. LZ likes apples. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. This is the comic section of the show. And um, it was a nice week this week. We had some new things uh, stepping out. And before we get into the main book, so I'll go ahead and do some mentions. Iron Fist number five came out. That was the finale of this series written by Alyssa Wong. And it was, I actually really liked it. You know, I think it's kind of weird at, in the beginning, the Lin guy who was previously Swordmaster, his sword charge broke and they were like stuck in his arm and he was like, there was all this stuff going on and that's how he's been using the power of the Iron Fist. And I was like, oh, that's gotta suck because he's constantly talking about how he's in pain because he has these glass shards in his arm. But his issue, he like learned how to do something really cool using the powers and he can like make them into a sword on his like arm now. So it like it was really it was just like a fun little interesting moment. It turned out to be a fun mini series. I highly recommend people get into it. I hope everybody who was like championing the Asian Iron Fist movement for Netflix and all of that good stuff and was talking about that. I truly hope they all went out and supported this book, and I hope you guys do too. This is what we asked for. We got it. It was good. Support it. He's gonna show up again in Avengers Eternals <laughs> X Men event. He is getting his own tie in issue because I guess. Who isn't for this? Everybody so, is. But at least they're like a legitimizing him. He's in the event. Like story. he's and it's yeah. really interesting. Loki got involved in the end, so you know he's always around. But oh, he's even got Loki appearances. They make him yeah. for real. Okay. <laughs> you know, they've they've created like their little Asian Trinity on the low, if you've noticed. It's actually gonna be this Iron Fist character, Shang Chi, and the girl White Fox. Oh, I like White Fox. She's got she's a cool hot. She's hot. I've been doing a little deep dive on her, too. She's got some fun stuff. It was kind of hard to find it on Marvel Unlimited because you type her name. It's like, oh, there's nothing that pops up. But I was like, some of the books that she's in, I know are on this thing. So like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Marvel Unlimited, they got to up it a it's little a bit. It's a horrible app. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything you need. It needs a little bit of better user base. Does yours ever do the thing where um, if the pages aren't loading, it shows the Hydra symbol? No. <laughs> oh, <Gosh>. oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with this app one day, but I opened it up and like none of the pages on my books were loading, but it was all just like Hydra symbol on it. And it was like an actual jump scare. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool that they did that. I was like, that's interesting. It's one redeeming quality. <laughs> uh, but also uh, Moon Knight Black, White and Blood number four came out, that was the finale of that that's just been a fun bunch of little stories in Black, White and Red um, Action Comics, Superman, War World Apocalypse was out as well um, Apollo fans, this is for you yes, yes. <clears throat> this, was, and this was the finale um, you know, we won't go too much into it, obviously it's just getting a little mentioned because uh, I don't know what else to say other than it's great, so yeah. He's, he's done yes, it. Superman is like really good. His book is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, I want to get into some of the main books of the week. First one that we have was the Wonder Girl Annual, and that was written by Joelle Jones. And we had like a bunch of different artists on it: Douglas Marquez, Emmy Lennox, Adriana Mello, Sweeney Boo. I love her name. And Jordi Belair was on colors. And I loved it. I don't know what to say. I like. Okay. Y'all. 
and I'm going to stick with Simon. I thought the book was good. Honestly, it's two different stories in one. On one half, you have the Escocitas. They have taken Yara back to Brazil so she can go meet the young man from her series that she fell in love with. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious because basically the entire time, Yara is like, you know, I did y'all as a trial. Take me back to my man. Because that's where I want to be. <laughs> and I think about Yara as a character. And one thing about this girl is like, she does not want to work. She does not want to do any of this stuff for real. And it's like, when you wanted her to be one of the girls, she was like, I don't want to do this. She did the trial. She was like, I really don't want to do this. Now she's with the tribe and she needs to be trained and stuff. But she's like, take me back to my man. Even when you think about Dark Crisis, John came to her and was like, oh, be in my Justice League. She said, absolutely not. It was just like, <laughs> this isn't what she wants to do, but she's doing it anyway. So I thought that was fun. And it brought back one of the villains from that series as well. The ending of the series was very abrupt, and I will say that was super jarring and kind of takes some points away from me. It's literally like after they go and fight the villain, this alligator goddess named Kuka trying, who had actually possessed the boyfriend and sent some monsters to destroy the tribe. Um, at the end of it, like, after they beat her, they're back where they live, and they're just like, okay, Yara, let's go get to work. And she's like, cool, let's take a shortcut. And that was the last panel. We were just like, oh, like, okay. I flipped it, I flipped it, like, oh, where are we going next? And it was just like, oh, no, like, that was really it. Like, we just took a shortcut to the end of the book. But nonetheless, <laughs> it was fun. I'm always going to be a fan of the Escocitas and like seeing them on panel. I think the designs are hot. I think the girls, I love women. I love women warriors. I love women tribes. I love Amazon. So this all kind of spoke to me. I thought it was nice that they're continuing Yara's story, adding some more like meat to the villains that she already has. And we got to see a few more of the sisters and how they interact together. There's the one that's like the child for all the lovers of child warriors. She is for you. She's smart. She has like a special power that allows her to see the uh, alligator goddess Kuka. Her name is because she's from an old like legend. I am not 100% sure if that is like a genuine Brazilian legend or not. Oh, but that's fair. I know that has been something. But I did like when I was doing some Googling, there was apparently like this cartoon, I think they used to come out in Brazil and it was like they had a character named Kuka and she was like an alligator thing. So. Oh, yeah, that lady with the blonde hair? Yes, uh, that one. Yes. She was yeah. a meme on, uh, on Twitter for a while ago. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Her. Yes. Exactly. That's Kuka. So that's who showed up in the book. <laughs> so it was fine. All in all, I'd give it like a three out of five. I think it was like, you know, a fun little story for the girls in the Escocitas to get to see them. And for Yara, she's another one who the synergy did not hit, unfortunately. So her little books just got canceled. But I like that she got this annual. I really hope her and Jackson get something good. What's next for Yara? Or are they she's just going to put her in limbo? She was in Nubia's book, helping Nubia do some stuff. Um, she got this, and she's in Dark Crisis right now. But that's really all we've got. I don't know. We'll see. We'll wish for the best. We like Yara. All right. And next up on the list is Thunderbolts number one, and that comes from Jim Zub and Sean Azaki. Isaac, I think I'm pronouncing his name. Apologies. Apologies, that's wrong. They, I, I say it all the time. Marlon needs to Isaacsy? Isaacsy? I don't know. <laughs> Where you can do the phonetic pronunciation of someone's name. You remember when they used to put that in the books? Yeah. Do that again. Yeah. Just I. 
So this is the first issue of Thunderbolts. Um, and I have to say, this was a lot of fun. Very, like, quintessential <laughs> superhero book. Um, you know, Luke Cage is now, like, the mayor of Hell's Kitchen. And I personally think this is a perfect status quo for him. Um, yeah. For a character who is such an old character, like, he's been around for years. I will say Luke Cage, I feel like he has had one of the most natural character evolutions. And like yeah. anybody in com like I, I'd put him in like top ten for sure. Because the way they've taken him from like what he is to like Mayor Luke Cage has been wonderfully done. It's perfect. And I think that that is a perfect like next step for him going into mayor. Um instead of just putting him in limbo or just getting rid of him or mm-hmm. repeating doing being power man or something again. Um he's, they moved him on because of course on this team a there's a new power man. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so this team consists of Hawkeye, who is leading it. Um, Luke Cage says he went to him directly to go in because he wanted him to do it, even though that's a lie. He really went to Spectrum first. <laughs> um, and we see a little bit of that in this. Um, there is Persuasion, who is, I guess, Purple Girl, who I thought she was a new character. But turns out she is not. She is actually an older character who used to be in Alpha Flight. Um, she found out that her dad is Purple Man. Um way back then and she has power similar to him but she's now joined the team as persuasion uh there's a guy named guts and glory who was basically every like 90s cliche um that you could find he's got like the big cable gun and is like a tech guy um the new power man everybody had one (laughs) um and the only thing he's really missing is a jacket (laughs) um there's also america chavez she's on the team and yeah, this is like a li- really fun, like everybody's kind of joining the team. This issue starts with Hawkeye. He's actually talking to uh, Wonder Man on the phone. He calls Simon and he's like, hey, Simon. And Wonder Man's like, who is this? <laughs> he's like, it's Hawkeye. He's like, who? He's like, it's Hawkeye from, <laughs> from West Coast Avengers. <laughs> and he's basically trying to get like the team back together. And the way Hawkeye is going about it is very old school. Like he's like, oh, you know, we should get West Coast Avengers up and running again with me, you know, Wonder Man. We can get Wanda and Vision in there. It's very doing that. But he's not realizing that people have, like, moved on. <laughs> Everybody's, like, doing something different now. Um, like, Luke Cage is the mayor. And the Thunderbolts previously were the team by uh, Kingpin. But now they're trying to, like, rebrand the team. Um, so they even have this moments, which we talked about with Jim Zub, where there's this woman who was, like, the PR person of the team basically and she's like you know we need a leader we need we need a uh an energy slinger we need specific roles for the team which was really cool to kind of see play out after having that conversation with jim um yeah and then we see them like kind of go onto us a little earlier mission the old thunderbolts including taskmaster and uh, electro they're all out there like you know being villains and the thunderbolts are going in to um be heroes of course america runs off and does something before hawkeye can give the the plan or whatever she ends up like taking some bullets to the face by taskmaster he was literally shooting her in the face but they bounce off of her which was a really cool moment um I guess I was about to say, I also don't think that should have been able to happen because of the way her powers are working right now. But, like, it's been very inconsistent across the board. I think the thing is, it's supposed to be inconsistent. So I think so, too. Because in this, like, they have some downtime afterwards, and you see that's where 
each character is going to have their own kind of story within this team. And uh, Persuasion came to America Chavez and was like, hey, girl, you want to, like, go out? And she's like, no, I can't. And she's like, why not? You can't portal us there. And she's like, oh, like, I'll, we can do that another time. And it looks yeah. like something is wrong with her portals or something like now. So, so be, if you, I know you didn't read her miniseries, but in her miniseries, yeah. like her her powers <laughs> got affected, and so basically she's been losing them. They've been fluctuating, and so that's kind of been her storyline as she's been appearing in a bunch of things. She was in the, some story with Wiccan and Hulkling a few months ago, and right now in Defenders, that's the other thing. Like she gets very tired from portals, uh, creating her portals. She's not as strong to do anything. They actually had to give her the Infinity Mask so she could actually fight somebody in Defenders. Cause she's like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, her powers are fading away here too. Um, but yeah, overall, this was a lot of fun. Very mm-hmm. fun first issue, getting the team together. Um, we saw Spectrum come in and swoop in and use her powers, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see kind of where this little mini team goes and if they're yeah. going to be successful. Hawkeye isn't the greatest, the best leader, in my opinion. He's so, not. and <laughs> I'm interested in Monica and Persuasion. I'll be here for them. Yes. And Mayor Luke Monica I'm glad does that's not really want to be like, on the team. Yeah. <laughs> but she did. <laughs> and, uh, I'm interested to see like if any stuff from this also leads into her upcoming series. Mm. Be- probably, this will probably springboard into her. Yeah. Mini. So that'll be exciting to see. Shout out to Monica. Uh, this is Monica season. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Monica. <laughs> uh, what would you rate this? Uh, but yeah, overall, I would give this. I would give this a three point five out of five. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's a solid first issue. Sure. A lot of fun, super heroic stuff. Love that. Awesome. All right. And our last book of the week is X-Men 14, and that is from Jerry Duggan and C.F. Villa. And um, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it every time, but year two is taking it. Mm. Because they are. This to you. Issue, <laughs> this issue we get to see more of the team we have some more judgment they fall out uh, there's a giant solar flare like coming to earth and like debris is falling and we got all these things going on and we just see the team getting into action and getting to it Jean is being the walkie talkie of the group and she is like coordinating with everybody um, she's getting Firestar to fly up we get guest appearance from Rogue coming Sink does some things I think at some point in time but the biggest star of the issue is probably Iceman himself who does a lot of work King. to stop the solar flare and it's just a really great showing for him and i think if you're an Iceman fan you're really going to love that the ending of it also sees scott walking up to the celestials and i think personally it was like a really good moment he's about to be judged by the celestial and scott's kind of like hold on i'm gonna stop you right there and he basically just talks about you can't tell me anything my wife is Jean Grey. She's the only person who can judge me. We all know that Jean is the Phoenix, and the Phoenix is supposed to be like this big deal to everybody. And so he's like, you can't do anything to me, and you don't want me to bring her here. So it's like, I'm going to just keep on walking. And he's just like, okay, cool. And he got the and thumbs up. And he got the thumbs up. And I think that was just a nice flex for Scott, mostly because we know Scott to be a very toxic man. If there's one thing he's going to do, he's going to cheat on Jean. And he is going to put everything else before her. Okay, he's going to put mutants, the team, all of that. Like, that's what he does. And I feel like their relationship is 
in a very good place right now with what's been presented in the books. They're a unit again, like they're doing good things, they're working together well, and like for him to finally come back and be like, you know what? My girl is the Phoenix. I don't want, like, you can't do anything to me. Like, even if you know who I am, Scott Summers, like, I still got this one behind me. And I thought that was nice. Yeah, I think Scott's great. He may not be my personal favorite mutant, but I've always said this, that of all of the X-Men, he's had one of the best, like, story arcs of everyone from the beginning to where he'd be the good soldier through his revolution era and now seeing him as, like, the, this, like, figurehead on Krakoa. He's not, like, a figurehead in the meanings of, like, on the council, but he is the X-Men. Like, he's like he... X-Men. You don't think of he anyone is else the X-Men. He gives the no. speeches. All the time. Yeah. Also, I will never forget that one quote from Nightcrawler. I think in Hellions it was where he said, um, you know, yes, we rallied behind Xavier, but when the giant robots with lasers came shooting down, it was Scott who we listened to. So, like, <laughs> well, let's be real. Anyways, I, <laughs> I thought that the beginning, like jumping back up to the front, the first line of this book being lose the gay angle. For <laughs> 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 Iceman, I thought was like absolutely hilarious. Shout out to Jerry for that because I actually did cackle. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a really good issue. Like, I love CF Villa's art. I love this team running together. I love the like Firestar scene of Iceman and Bobby like coming down and her talking to her about her powers and then calling them a gift and just being like, you know, oh, we made a rainbow. I've never made anything with my powers before. And like, kind of come to the turn. So I'm like really interested to see where her story goes. As we know, again, I was just reading the gala and Tony kind of hinted to her that he wanted her to be his little spy, which I think she might do, especially with Jerry writing the Iron Man book. So I'm interested to see if he takes a story as like she's just going kind of full on with the spy and feeding information to Tony or if it kind of comes to a thing where it's like she's giving him information but then she starts to feel bad about it because she like has these mutants and then we kind of have to come to her with being seeing where her loyalties lie. And it's like I'm not going to put it against her. All the X-Men have a betrayed team moment. Let her have her. Okay. <laughs> I don't so you, hear you're, gonna, you're gonna be okay about it when she does do that. I don't. I don't want to hear anything like, "Oh, this is why Monet should have been here," or "This is why this that." Or it's like she hates me. Da, 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 da. Everybody has betrayed this team at least once. At least once. <laughs> okay. Mm. Let her have her moment and come back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're gonna drag her. They're gonna say, "Look, this should go being a cop like they expected." It's like okay. Just let it go. Go with the story. Go with the flow. If it happens, that's what I think is going to happen. I don't know. It could just be like she has a good time on the team the entire time, and like she's just like, yeah, I'm yeah. which is like I did appreciate the pause that she had where she changed her the way she described her abilities from powers to gifts because of, for someone like you know Firestar, mm-hmm. her powers were not a gift to her for a while, so I'm sure she did not look at them that way. They were powers, mm-hmm. so yeah. and they gave her cancer. Yes. It was just like, oh, okay, yeah. So it's like, again, I'm interested to see kind of like the turnaround of what's really going on. Shout out to Ant-Man for getting that soup uh, for her to be able to heal her. That was nice. The Avengers, the Avengers did some really good things for her. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, again, if she's like, oh, I'll give you information. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But still, I'm interested to see like where that story goes with her. Um, I, oh, 
I think the most interesting thing about this issue was that Havoc was not in it at all. And I oh. thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was not. Yeah. You know, like, and I, all the X-Men aren't always there in these books. But I mean, that's that's the way it seems to be with this run. I mean, but he didn't even get a line. <laughs> At least Forge appeared in a panel and got to talk. You know, he did his little thing about connecting and what he needed to do. Having didn't, having didn't even get to be in the background. Even Sync Rogue showed up. <laughs> Which again, that just shows you that if you have been on the X-Men, you are now like on the roster of the X-Men. So my girl, Miss Polaris, got to make a, a comeback or something, you know, because <laughs> since, it's, since it's an option. <laughs> but I don't know. I really like the year two team. I really like this issue. I'm excited. I'm like excited to kind of be out of Judgment Day. I think we're out of Judgment Day. I don't think the next issue is the Judgment Day time. You don't think so? Is it still? I don't know. Maybe. I think Judgment Day I... lasts for a while. Oh, yeah, because aren't they supposed to... Don't they fight the children of the Adam? Um, but I think that's also still a Judgment Day tie-in. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. We're still in Judgment Day then. Uh, but I do like that these Judgment Day tie-ins have it like spelt like Judgment Day tie-ins. They're just a team on a mission. Right. It's so, still super heroics. That's the yeah. part you kind of want to get from this. So I'm cool with that. And I do like the children of the vault, so it'll be interesting to see how they come back. Yeah. <laughs> Fire sauce on clear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would you rate this issue? I would give this issue uh, a three out of five. It was fine. I'd give it a four out of five. I thought it was great. I loved oh. it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the angle with the news, the Iceman stuff, the Cyclops moment, the it's moments with time. him and Magic. And, like, I really actually enjoy the, like, Cyclops and Magic friendship. You know, Wolverine always gets all the girls, so it's cute when uh, Scott gets, like, one or two. Yeah. That's all me. <laughs> they, they was running, that, that was his revolution, sister. <laughs> it was. Magic is one of his girls. Pixie. Danny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. After that, start getting murky. But they did. Shout out to him. But those are the books of the week. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break. Oh, wait. Let's go ahead and get into oh. the uh, book club. Oh, you know. yes. Oh, look, let's I forgot into... the book club one week. See? <laughs> Forgetting them kids. <laughs> um, okay. So for the book club this week, we read uh, New X-Men 31 through 33. Thanks, guys, for catching back up again um, and taking a little break with us. But again... I have to say this is getting a little a little bit better for me. Um, the first issue, issue thirty one, I didn't really feel it was all about wither and um, like him being sad. I don't care. <laughs> what did wither do? Wither's. I'm sorry. It's like it's like it's like Rogue's story, but like more depressing. It's like wither. <laughs> I don't want. I don't. I don't care about that. Um, so 31 was just him being run around being sad and and all that kind of stuff. 32 was better for me. We got to see more of the X-Men kind of training. Hellion, you know, talking about I really love when they break down powers and like their uh, weaknesses, what they can and can't do. And Hellions, you like, you know, I can I can toss a truck across a room, but I cannot pick up this paperclip <laughs> because yeah. that I'm like not 
focused with my telekinesis like that. So he's training with that. Emma still being nasty to X23. Um, <laughs> X23, which she called back then. Um, which, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> this is really like... This, this current reread of the new X-Men has solidified how I feel about the new X-Men. <laughs> that, that has not changed. There are still just a, a few elite ones that I like. Um, and the rest can kind of go. But it has changed the way I feel about Emma Frost. I didn't realize she was just, like, not a good lady. Like, yeah, she's never been. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the qualities here, girls. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Um, but I did appreciate um, Mercury in this issue. Mercury got, she did stand up to Emma for mm-hmm. Laura. Um, you know, was it's it was giving a little lesbianist vibe. And which I do like that for Mercury and Laura. Honestly, yeah. Only reason I wouldn't want that is because I don't want people to think she's just Logan. You know what I mean? But I could see Laura with a girlfriend. I could definitely see Mercury with a girlfriend too. Well, Mercury had a girlfriend. A couple. When was she yeah. cheating? <laughs> we're not getting there. We didn't we're not bring that up. Okay. Just said she's had a girlfriend. <laughs> My God, right, I like her. I think she needs a, I think she needs a, <laughs> I think she needs a profile boost. Um, and then we get some stuff with this uh, Kamora woman and Cher coming back and coming to fight um, Laura. I keep wanting to call her not Wolverine. <laughs> she is Wolverine. <laughs> I don't want to call her X23. Um, but yeah, this was still fun. Allegedly, I've been told that when we get closer to the quest for magic arc is when I'm going to like them a lot. That was a good one. I do think Mercury deserves. She should be somewhere more now. I always like her. Um, Wither, I thought, was like, yes, he's sad. But I think he does make a good villain. Mm. Okay. That's not his, bad. I guess maybe he could go the, the villain route. I think his descent into darkness is something that could like be very true. Um, and Celine finding interest in him, I thought was kind of weird. But like, yeah, <laughs> that lady old. But that's the thing. Like Celine's just old. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's gonna be too young for her at some point. So, I stay off in general. She was in a, a brown panty trying to kiss him. Not trying to, she did. She, okay, was... so she did it. It wasn't a trick. <laughs> she was the only one he could. You know, his powers are just like uh, a death touch. Like, those right. are the type of mutants. Like, you can't be like, yeah, your power's a gift. Excuse me? <laughs> like, what is a gift to? <laughs> like, what? But <laughs> that's like, you know. I don't know. I think I like him as a villain. Other than that, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to figure out what, I don't know what to do with him. I just Other than make him a villain. Like, even when I think about Wither and, like, the character, he just, like, wasn't a pleasant person. Which, I mean, I guess I also get if my powers were to, like, kill people with the death touch, like, disintegrate them and whatnot. Like, I probably wouldn't have a good attitude either. Yeah. But he could have to figure something out. And she was trying to be like, what's up? But he was playing because he was in love with Lori, as he should. But still, Mercury deserves better than that anyway. So she dodged a bullet. 
she did for sure <laughs> get her a girlfriend all right that is the end of the book club join us next time i'll put the books that we read next week we'll be going through 34 i think through uh, 39 so um Check so us out next week. Or did 39 start fucking magic? It might have 40. I don't know. When we get there, it's coming up. We'll right? see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Welcome back, everybody. We are here to talk about episode three of She-Hulk, and this is like um, that's the title of the episode: "The People vs. Emil Blonsky." Oh, was it? Look yeah. at that. I couldn't remember <laughs> Abomination's name, y'all. And I was like, "Isn't it Emil Blonsky?" And it was. But I was like, I just watched. <laughs> but regardless, I didn't watch the Hulk movie, so I was like, I couldn't remember anyway. Fair. But it was good. You know, this episode, we see Jennifer Walters taking on her case with Emil Blonsky abomination and, like, just going over the whole process. As we saw last episode, he broke out, and he was participating in the underground fight with Wong that we saw back in Shang-Chi. We are kind of going through the story of this and her process of getting that. We find out that Wong actually took abomination out against his will, and he chose to come back. We also learn a little bit more about Mr. Blonsky and what he plans to do outside of prison with his eight wives. He's been his eight soulmates. <laughs> I know that's that right. He, <laughs> that he, like, met through the prison pen pal system. And while this is all going on, there's also the plot of the Mr. Borowski. He thought he was dating Megan the Stallion. And as Guardian Alpha just impersonating her, so he was taking her to court. And we meet Pug, and Pug is a character from the comics that I like oh. enjoy. He was uh, there during the slot run working at the same firm. And shout out to this show for teaching us how to say his last name. Because Pugliese would always appear in the comics and when it would just come up in the page, I would be like, I don't know what this says. And I don't know what, <laughs> but when I heard them say it in the, com- in the show today, I was like, oh yes, look at that. We're- now you got it. <laughs> we also got another cameo from Renee-, Renee Goldsberry's character, Mallory Book. And like, Mallory is like my girl. She was the one who was always giving Jen the business up in the firm. She was like, I really don't like you. And I don't think you're that good at your job. You only here because you're She-Hulk. <laughs> like, she would give oh, it to Oh yeah, so do you feel like they're giving that vibe already for the show too? Yes, the little cut when they call her in there, and she like came in with her little short bob cut, and she was like, "What?" Her bob. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> and they was like, "Well," and then she just like started back out. I was like, "Oh yeah, she just gives me what I need. She looks good." So that was really exciting to see. Um, I love the way they've been doing the firm. Um, but all these two cases are going on at the same time. We see Jen breaking the fourth wall at different points throughout the episode. Talk about like how they're different connecting. We also see like a big media frenzy around She Hulk and surrounding all of the stuff going on with the case that we see the lies that are being put out in the media saying that she is pregnant with his child or that, you know, they're dating. And then we see like reporters attacking her and they're saying, Oh, is it true that you were rejected from the Avengers? And then the other reporters like, Oh yeah, she was rejected from the Avengers. And I thought that was like a really nice nod just to like misinformation and like the media frenzy that we have experienced over the last few years with our political leaders and things like that and how things can just take off with a moment's notice. And yeah, I thought that was wild. I thought it was really cool that they had like that Easter egg of her original comic book um, origin story, how the reporter yeah. was like, is it true that you were actually attacked by mobsters and that's how you yeah. actually got your powers? I thought that was really cool. 
That was good too. Like a lot of fun bits in this show. And I'd say like continuously throughout the humor is very well placed. There are like multiple points where I'm actually laughing out loud in the scenes. And so we go to both of our cases and both of our teams win. Pug wins his case and Jin wins the case with Abomination. When he kind of turns into Abomination, he freaks everybody out, which I thought that scene was also kind of hilarious because you have all these people <laughs> running in and people just screaming and he's just standing there like, hello. And then they're step free. He gets under his protocols. And at the end of the episode, the wrecking crew comes to try and attack Jen. And it looks like they're trying to get something from her, but she turns into She-Hulk and she beats them back. They run. And then we get a really fun post-credit scene this episode where Meg, I mean, Jen actually meets the real Megan the Stallion, becomes her lawyer, and they twerk. And it's fun. And it's hot. And it's hot, exactly hot girl season, baby. <laughs> you expect from She-Hulk. You know, even the scene in the episode where the guy's talking about how he thought he was dating Meg, and she's like, are you talking about the Grammy award-winning Megan Stallion? It's like, yes, of course Jennifer Walters would be a Megan Stallion fan. That is absolutely yeah. who she is. Of course she'd be like, it's Megan. <laughs> like, that's Period. the hot girl. And She-Hulk is like the Marvel hot girl. So, of course, they would be. That was really good. It. So, that, that cameo was fun. Seeing them twerk was fun. The little dollar back. Come on, Megan. With the <laughs> I thought that was great. And seeing all the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, it looks like Tatiana Maslany is actually, like, a really big fan of yeah. Megan Thee Stallion. And really, she wanted that to happen. And Jamila Jamil was on the legendary with her so she was able to kind of like get that thing to happen so i thought that was really cool not only that she was an actual fan but like you know they did it i love it thanks everyone involved for that because like that was not what i knew i needed but i'm so glad i got it Mm -hmm. you know i have to say your faves have been doing fairly well in the mcu um yeah (laughs) you know i think it's i think it's that's true I think it's I think it's that monkey's paw. You can't have it all. <laughs> you can. I think someone, the co- the comics the comics sacrifice. are taking a sacrifice. <laughs> I don't really know what's happening to your faves within the comics right now, Betsy. <laughs> but but it's like crazy because it's like usually the sacrifices are on the lower tier of this. You know, I say you always have like a top ten character. The one sacrificing they're usually like six through ten. So it's like, oh, that's sad, but it's not, you know, the end of the world. So when one through five is like clicking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. down, but like six through ten is thriving, it's like, oh wow. Okay. This is cool, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> But hey, I mean, you're like your hot ones are doing great. She Hulk is on this great show. She Hulk is like very high up on my list though, so that actually works. Moon Knight is as well. So like we, Sam Cap got to know he's gonna have a whole movie. I don't know. His show was good. His show was good, but I don't know if I want that guy writing it again. Oh yeah, you want a different team, different creative team for the movie. Yes, and I've actually been doing a lot of, like, Sam reading again. I was reading the Remender Captain America run, and, like, him and Misty Knight were in it looking good. They're hot. And it made me realize I really do like that relationship a lot. And I kind of hope that they figure out a way to bring that back. But I also didn't like the lady who played Misty Knight in that Luke Cage show. So... Uh, Well, I think most people on those Netflix shows, I don't think a lot of them are going to come back. They'll probably recast a lot of them. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I think they are trying to at least kind of keep their own stuff fresh or whatever. They'll just get a whole new cast of actors for that. But we'll see. But like I said, your your MCU faves are kind of thriving out here. Yeah, that's true. 
Good for them. I'm happy. Thor was kind of anyway. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to bring she, that up. <laughs> she Hulk is doing very well. This is like a really good show. And like I know there's been a lot of backlash from like men who are apparently are mad she was twerking and all of that and stuff. Like, shut up. Like, just shut up. Okay. Why don't you like it's, women having fun? Why can't women have fun? It was like the scene where you had they were interviewing the men and they were talking about like, oh, I don't know why she should do this. She's a woman. Like you are that man. Like they're yes, mm-hmm. you're mad because they're talking about you. Let it go. Like the show is great. Thirty minutes, it's solid. But adding another layer to it, I think it's perfect because She Hulk really is the character who was a liberated woman, and like mm-hmm. you know, she was the one that brought that in. When she, my favorite run of the Fantastic Four is when She Hulk came and joined the team and she replaced the thing and her and sue like connected on that because she was like girl lighten up like <laughs> let's go have some fun <laughs> and sue was like yeah i want to have fun but there's never another a girl around for me to do that so like oh i think that like you know she hulk is that so i love yeah. that they're doing that in her show you know they will be free she's having a good time it feels very like true to She-Hulk's character. It feels very true to a lot of runs we've read before. She's breaking the fourth wall. She's having fun. She's going out and partying. She's like learning to embrace these things. I love the little interview she did at the end where they were asking her questions. She's like, well, actually my name's just Jennifer Walters. And they're like, uh, no. So how did you choose <laughs> She-Hulk? And she's like, I didn't choose it. And then it like changes. It's like, oh, she says it's a funny origin story. And it's just like, oh, these are all really good things. I love it. This is a good yeah. show. I'm I also don't think the CGI is nearly as bad as people are trying to make it out to be. Y'all, she is. The thing that's clicked for me was I feel like a lot of CGI previously for a character like Hulk, they would just CGI the character um, where they would just look more maybe like the comic book version and yeah. they really wouldn't look like a Hulk, you know, or like that actor turned into a Hulk. This to me feels like if Tatiana became a Hulk, that's what she would look like. They didn't like CGI the comic version of She-Hulk onto that. And for me, I don't know, it works. I think it looks good. There are some moments where she obviously looked a little gumby. Yes, but like it's She-Hulk is not real. (laughs) So like, what do you expect? I think it looks like Marvel CGI. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's fine. (laughs) I I think it looks like what I would expect from Marvel Studios. (laughs) I think think that's fine. Um, Please let us know what you guys think. Um, Obviously, we're over here enjoying She-Hulk. Um, some of us have different opinions about the CGI, but let us know what you think. <laughs> that brings us to the end of the show. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for all the support. Um, you can find us at Another Relaunch on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at Uncanny LZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore. Boom. All right, y'all, let's get up out of here, and then we'll catch you next week. Peace.